Hello listeners, today is Thanksgiving Day 2022 and most likely you will not be listening to this recording on this day. But today we decided to get in touch with my friend Tina, whom you've met before, and we decided to record a session on the topic of triggers. Hi Tina, how is it going? Hey Patricia, it's going well. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. We really chose an important day to share a little bit of time. Even though we're doing it remotely, it is a great time to be sharing time with others. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes uh, the holidays can be very triggering for us, but um, I will always maintain that we can find little things that can make us happy from the moment that we open our curtains or shades we can find a little ray of sunshine or maybe some rain that can make us smile. So we, uh, in Virginia, we have a wonderful day mm-hmm. and um, that was a gift for me, something to be grateful for in this uh, Thanksgiving day. Yeah, same, same here. I went for a nice hike this morning, spent some time in nature and I think it's like 60 something, around 60 degrees, just feeling the warm sun on my skin. It's awesome. It is wonderful. And um, today we uh, want to talk about triggers um, in this day of giving thanks. Mm-hmm. I think it is an important topic to talk about because uh, the holidays, like I said before, can be pretty tricky. What are your thoughts on triggers, Tina? What comes to your mind when this word is mentioned? Ooh. I honestly, okay, so if I had to define it on a personal level, for me, it's just these automatic reactions that are not a choice. You know, they just come up and, um, and they're usually unexpected. Like when I got up this morning and I started baking a pie and making some homemade cranberry sauce, stuff like that, I realized I was in just a grouchy mood and I'm like, what is my deal? There's really nothing going on here. And then I started looking back and thinking all of my holidays, you know, historically between, you know, having difficult times when I was married and especially my childhood, when I had my abusive father, he would be a wild card on the holidays and you never know. Um, So it can be really hard to navigate. Um, Does that answer the question we were talking about? What does a trigger mean? Yeah. Involuntary things, I think. Involuntary emotions. Yeah, yeah, for me, I guess uh, triggers are whatever is going on around me or whatever I perceive that could be going on around me that uh, brings up certain emotions. In our case, or in my case, uh, as I think about the sexual abuse, uh, some triggers uh, just bring back the worries and the fear that I had as a child and as a survivor of, of, of sexual, sexual abuse. This is only for survivors of sexual abuse, but uh, any type of survivorships. Um, there is uh, domestic, of course, domestic violence. There is uh, um, psychological abuse. Um, there is so many situations, bullying, of course, and... Uh, there are so many situations that can be triggering. And it is different for everyone, I think. 
Mm-hmm. It all depends on how we have gone through our life and how much uh, any outside uh, actions or events have uh, affected us. Yeah, that makes sense. Would you call it a trauma response? Definitely a trauma response. That's triggers. Yeah. yeah. That's as you were as you were talking about different things that can cause triggers, which are essentially a result of a trauma response in my mind. There's there's also things that happen outside of, you know, being a victim and being traumatized. There there are just things that we come and encounter in day-to-day life, like just grief, loss, you know, it can be very traumatic if you watch someone you care about dearly and they pass away and then something reminds you of that. It can be and when you when you encounter something and a trigger is triggered <laughs> terrible <laughs> word but but when a trigger is activated let's say there it can be the most benign thing like a smell or just seeing a certain symbol or um hearing a certain sound you know it, it can be something that seems so benign and our insides just freak out it it, tr- it hits our fear response right right it's uh definitely something that you don't necessarily have to be uh on the lookout for it's something that um you don't know it can trigger you definitely yeah it's a surprise i suppose Mm -hmm. um so thinking about this i wonder uh, about what are your triggers and i can start by telling you uh about some of mine um especially one that it's kind of um active every day with me so it comes up whenever i walk my dog and i realize this is not only at night time as i thought before whenever i am outside walking my dog i'm always on the lookout for somebody behind me somebody that i uh, i may perceive could be a danger to me and it is definitely not fun So I suppose I should say that my trigger is uh, walking alone at night. That's one big trigger that keeps me on my toes whenever I'm walking around, especially at night. But I realize also during the day. It doesn't mean that I don't go out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a a strong woman. I have to continue with my life. I want to enjoy my walks with my dog and I enjoy them. But yes, I do look back. I look at my surroundings. It's just a natural response to the trauma that I have, I think. Yeah. Which one would you think is your biggest trigger? Oh boy. I think when I'm around a man that is overly intoxicated or under the influence of drugs um, because that has led to disastrous things in my past, especially in my childhood. Um, And when, when I'm encountered with that, my, my trauma response is that I just kind of shut down and I don't even realize that I've shut down, but I, I just kind of withdraw. I find myself making myself small and, attempting to be invisible really you know even if it's something easy as like i'm at a bar somebody's really drunk i just want to like hide cringe what have you rather than be like all right let's get out of here you know logic does not apply when you're truly triggered in my experience Mm -hmm. yeah i get it and uh 
Coincidentally, that's another trigger of mine. I cannot handle seeing people that drink too much. Mm -hmm. I just, um, my reaction though is get out of here. And I do get out of here. You drank too much. Mm -mm, you're not next to me. Yeah, we're not going to be in the same room. Um, and of course, it's uh, because of our history mm -hmm. of abuse during uh, uh, an over indulging in certain substances. Right. Well, so what we're talking about yeah, are like fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Mm -hmm which is a fourth one. I think there's a fifth one that I can't remember right now, but fawn was very interesting to me of when you're confronted with something that can be triggering and you become overly accommodating, like, Oh, is there anything I can do to help, you know, trying to really soften the entire experience for everybody so that you don't become harmed, which blew my mind. I'm like, Oh, I've definitely done that plenty of times. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean, super service oriented women that want to just do anything needed to keep peace, to, you know, keep people happy. Oh, that really makes me upset. Very <laughs> triggering, I tell you. Yeah, but yeah. once you see it, you can't unsee it. The awareness, I think, is the key. And um, when, we, when we do our group, we go through these sections and we learn about trauma in the brain and how our brain is just kind of wired. Like when X happens, Y is the result. And we just click, click, click automatic. But when we catch them, we become aware, we ground ourselves in the present moment things start changing in our brains. And I'm obviously not a brain expert. I'm not an expert on anything besides, I don't know, living my own personal life. But I, I've learned so much about this. And it's just mind blowing that like our brains really can rewire. And there is hope for us. We don't have to sit here and be like, well, I'm broken. I just have to like go in my corner and, you know, suffer. No, 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 no. Totally we can't do that. No, no, we're here. We made it to this point. We... We are taking care of ourselves. We definitely and we're going to continue doing that. We're going to continue learning how to uh, rewire ourselves, our mind, how to uh, make the best out of our situations and our days can be much better. I really believe that it's in our hands. And um, what I always say is everything takes practice. Mm -hmm everything when you're mentioning the grounding um that's a wonderful exercise that doesn't take much time that doesn't take much effort is just you know uh, there is so many exercises first of all for me the one that is the easiest is just be present obviously uh, but just close your eyes and breathe breathe count the seconds or don't count them but breathe deeply Think that you are doing okay, that you're safe, nothing, nothing is going to hurt you, and mm -hmm. you will continue on. Just take a minute or two, and it's just, I mean, it, it's been working wonders for me. There are many exercises that we can practice every day at any time. We just take a tiny break and then continue with our daily life. Thinking about triggers, I wonder if you as a survivor have any recommendations to manage our triggers. 
Oh, I think there are just a plethora of different grounding exercises available and following a YouTube video, something that's guided, guided meditations, insight timer is incredible. I love it. Um, yeah, there's so many things. Uh, and for me, I, I, there's like this draw toward nature and I find that it grounds me so well. And when the temperature is right, if there's not like, you know, snow or whatever on the ground, I'll go out there with my bare feet and physically be touching the earth. And I just feel like it calms me and it settles me and brings me back to my personal center. Yeah. 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 I think we're very similar, Tina. <laughs> A lot of things the same way. And I love that. I'm telling you, you should be my real sister. Well, we're <laughs> sisters by heart. That's what it comes. So what other things bring uh, come to mind when you think of triggers? What other things would you like to comment about when triggers become a part of a, one person's daily life? Any recommendations, any thoughts, anything you would like to add? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'm I'm glad you asked that because I wouldn't... Anyway, um, yeah, when, when I personally had... In, in my healing journey, I had um, just life events came together in such a way that I literally thought I was losing my mind. I would be so triggered in a day. There was this one day I was walking down the street downtown and I truly thought that there was something going to jump out of the bushes and get me. And I was like still moving and I had to force my body to move, but I was just freaking out. Like I, I was having this major trauma response. And as I, as I kept working on that, that's just one instance. Um, I kept working on it, but I would say, if you notice that you're being triggered by something, um, you know, like look at the current situation and look at your reaction, whether voluntary or involuntary, does this reaction fit what's actually going on right now? And if it doesn't, if you aren't really sure on how to deal with it, don't go at your by yourself. Go ask, get some help, get some professional help. Seek out some community that can relate with you and, and help to... Um, grow your toolbox of things that you can do to handle these kinds of situations because it's, it's just there, you know, it's part of who we are and there's some part of you that needs healing. You're having a fear response of something that's just kind of screaming for attention on the inside. Yeah. 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 I like that you mentioned that uh, one should seek out a community. Uh, that seems, that is in my view, so very important. It is, um, a gift that we give to ourselves and to our recovery. Also, besides active support groups, you can find support in different institutions. They're, they are out there. Tina, you and I attended this uh, incredible retreat offered by Sapria. Uh, I mean, that was one of the biggest highlights of my recovery. Uh, I've learned so much there, and um, I think, you know, there is a way to find places, to find people, to find resources that can help you address all the parts, all of the moving parts of your recovery, including triggers. 
since I mentioned Sapria, I want to tell you, Tina, and the listeners that I am going to have a doctor join me in one of my future episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, she's an expert on um, recovery, and she she works at Sapria. You can uh, search for this institution at sapria.com. S-A-P-R-E-A.com. And um, I highly recommend this place to go to. It's uh, four and a half days where they will treat you like you are the most important person in the world. You will come back to your home renewed and stronger. And you will have a great guide for the rest of your life on what works best for you and uh you will have a group of people that you have been with for a few days and learn that you're never alone in your journey of recovery so again i will talk about sapria more when i have this guest in the future very near future i hope that's so exciting i'm so happy for everybody in the podcast as a whole. One thing I'd like to touch on for the the retreat, the Sapreya retreat, it is specifically for female survivors of childhood sexual abuse. So if you happen to identify as a man or if you have not suffered child abuse, sexual abuse before the age of 18, you don't necessarily qualify. But I think they're working on growing their outreach. Yes, I believe they are. They are definitely uh, always working on trying to reach a bigger community. Hopefully my guest in January will be able to uh, give us more information on this. Well, but it seems like we can get carried away talking about Sapria. It just has been such a positive experience for us that it is awesome to be able to share with other people, people that may benefit from this service. So there is this retreat that we just mentioned. There are many others. It's a matter of uh, doing our searches and looking for what we need. Support groups, retreats, you name it. It is out there and we can find it. You know, it is interesting that just talking about the retreat and how it affected my life, I feel a little lighter, um, a little happier perhaps. Um, these experiences of sharing and being in a community are so positive. I think so. I agree. And, um, you know, obviously we're not sponsored or part of the Supreo organization. It's just near and dear to our house, near and dear to our hearts, I should say, because it's had such a wonderful positive impact on both yes. of us. Um, one thing I learned, one of the grounding techniques that you reminded me of that I learned when I was there on the retreat, which is free, by the way. I don't think we even mentioned but that. Awesome. But so the fact that it's that free is, is way cool. That is incredible. Totally free. Um, I mean, seriously, it sounds like we're trying to sell it. We're not. People. We are not. It's just that we had an incredible uh, uh, experience and it, it is really exciting to talk about it. And, and the fact that they just offered to be part of this podcast too, when I simply ask them can I mention you guys and they said yes of course you can mention us because we want to help as many people as we can and not only that but we can be on your podcast and I'm like oh my gosh you offer me this free retreat and now you're offering me to help uh, the listeners via the podcast I mean how can we not like them we are not promoting we are not associated with them in any way we are not 
We're not getting any money from anywhere. No. This is, we're just doing this. We're sharing our experiences because we want you to know that you're not alone and that we have a lot in common and we are here to be supportive of each other. Right. Right. So when, when it's time for us to wrap up, we can try that grounding exercise together if you're open to it. We should. Why not? Yeah. Do you remember the five, four, three, two, one grounding? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I, how about I will lead it and let's do you have anything else you want to say before we close up with our, our grounding moment? You lead it because you're a natural born leader. Thank you're you, so darling. Good at leading the group uh, too. Let me brush off my shoulder. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm just doing what I can do to get, make it through the world. Okay, so the the five, four, three, two, one. We're going to engage all of our sense, all of our senses. So let's close our eyes and take a deep breath. Now think of five things that you can see. Open your eyes and look around and look at five different things. You have your five things. What what do you see, Patricia? I see my um, affirmations cards. Okay. My three monitors in front of me. The beautiful weather outside. A messy bed. My children <laughs> are visiting. And a calculator. Perfect. <laughs> yes, you pass. Okay. How about you? Your five um, things. I see a lamp. I see trees outside. I see the sun shining. I see my deck of tarot cards nearby me. And I see the fireplace. Nice. Was that five? I think that was five. <laughs> okay, so now let's pay attention to four things that we can hear. What are four things that you can hear? I hear the commotion in the kitchen. I am not there and it's wonderful. <laughs> Uh, hear cars outside. I hear my dogs breathing and the running of my computer. Oh, cool. Let's see. I hear the running of my computer as well. The gentle chime of the wind chimes outside. Somebody was running a leaf blower. And I heard the whir of a car also. All right. Okay, so think of, pay attention to three things that you can smell. I smell something that burned. <laughs> <laughs> Mom knows, full effect. <laughs> um, I smell a little bit of my perfume. Ooh. What else do I smell? Oh, yes. I can smell the cleaner from the bathroom. Oh, cool. How about I, you? I smell, I can smell my shirt a little bit, the laundry smell. I can smell the, I'm in a wicker chair and I can kind of smell that wicker smell. Mm -hmm. And I can smell the smells of cooking, Thanksgiving food, the turkeys, the turkeys jamming. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah. So for the number two, we're going to do two things that we can taste. Might be a little more difficult if you have maybe a piece of candy or something nearby. All right. I just had a, a vegan cookie that I made. 
It okay. was awesome, delicious. What else can I taste? That's the only taste I have in my mouth. Hmm. But if I close my eyes and I uh, think of the dinner that we're going to have, mm, mm, my mouth is watering. <laughs> Perfect. What can you taste? What do you have? Like um, okay, I had a little bit of chili earlier and I still have a little bit of that flavor in my mouth. And I have a drink next to me, a seltzer that's orange flavored. I can nice. taste that too. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I feel like I may have missed one of the senses. We have touch. Touch. Yeah, touch, I think, typically is number five. But yeah, let's pick one right. thing that we can touch and be appreciative of. Well, I'm touching my beautiful baby dog. The softest, most adorable touch ever. Oh, she is a sweetheart. And I have this warm, fuzzy tablecloth here that has all these little woodland creatures on it. Very nice. I tell you, that uh, exercise, I, I, I don't know why I don't remember it more often. It's uh, it's actually such a good exercise. It makes you, um, brings you to more awareness of all the great things you can find in everyday life. Yeah. All the gifts that we have. And again, to be grateful for all of them. For sure. Thank you You're so giving much. giving gratitude, right? Thank you so much. That was a great grounding exercise. Oh, Tina, it's always so awesome to talk with you. You really have been uh, such a great um, support for me. And uh, I suspect you will continue to be, right? I'm not going anywhere, my friend. <laughs> we're friends and we're here for one another. And we're here for you, the audience. Uh, you can always email me at uh, poweringsurviving at gmail.com. And uh, once again, Tina, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for creating this podcast and all that you're doing. It's, it's really beautiful thing. It comes from my heart. I promise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again and uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.